This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas Matera Tavshin Pei Beis. It's also Shabbos Agadol. And this week in Parshas Matera, the Torah continues off where we left off last week in Parshas Tazvira, talking about Saras. What does someone do when he gets Saras? And when Saras leaves, what he does? And we know that Saras comes primarily for a person speaking Lashon Hara. As the Gemara tells us, it also comes from Shvichas Domim, from Gila Arayas, from being a Balgaiva, from being selfish. Because Baruch wants us to get along. But primarily, the Gemara speaks about Lashon Hara. And the Gemara in Erechim, on Tezvavav and Beis, marshals a Pasuk from Tehillim in Perik Kuf Chav Pasuk Gimel. It says as follows, Ma'yitin l'cha, what can he give you? What can Hashem give you? Ma'yaisiv l'ach, Lashon Ramiya. Hashem is talking to the tongue. It says, what else can I do for you to, to make you be proper? The Gemara explains, Hashem says to the tongue, All a person's limbs, his arms, his legs, everything is standing upright, up and down, vertical. But you get to lie down. You're horizontal. You get to lie down. All of a person's limbs are on the outside. You can see his arms, his legs, they're, out, they're, they're exposed. But you, the tongue, you're on the inside. You're hidden away. Not only that, says Hashem, I surrounded you with two walls. One of bone, referring to the teeth. And one of flesh, referring to the lips. And still, and still, what can Hashem give you? What can He add to you? The deceitful tongue. You still, you still manage to speak Lashnara. With all the protections that you have, you still manage to speak Lashnara. That being the case, ask the Maral, the Sivas Salash and Gimel. What's the value of these protections? If the tongue can still talk, this is how Hashem created it. So what do we gain by the fact that it's behind the tongue, behind the teeth, it's lying down? That is how the tongue was created, and that's how it's meant to talk. So how is that supposed to stop us from speaking Lashnara, or you know, stop us from using our tongue to speak? And the morale explains as follows. He says, these protections were never made to stop the tongue from speaking. They were made to stop the, the tongue from speaking Lashnara. How were they made the tongue to stop speaking Lashnara? Because we know you can never legislate you can never pass the law. You can never say you're not allowed to do something wrong that's going to prevent it. Somebody goes out there and he starts killing people with a gun. They say, oh, we have to pass laws against guns. Really? Why just pass the law that you're not allowed to murder anybody? The laws don't do anything. Of course, they have to have those laws. They're going to be punished if we do it. But to go and tell somebody you're not allowed to do it, if he wants to listen, he'll listen. If he doesn't want to listen, he won't listen. What is Hashem telling us with this tongue? It explains the morale as follows. Hashem is not, the purpose of these protections is not so the tongue shouldn't speak. It's so it shouldn't speak Lashon Hara. By telling the tongue, look at all the other limbs. They have to stand the whole time. Look how special you are, you get to lie down. Look where you are. You ever go and see somebody give uh, a diamond, or they present something to to somebody, a fancy person, they give them a, a diamond or a jewel, and it's on a pillow. Why are they presenting it on a pillow? Is the diamond more comfortable on the pillow? Is the, the jewelry more comfortable on the pillow? The answer is, it's more chashav. It looks nicer. It's better presentation. Says the morale, Hashem is telling us, look at the tongue. 
Look how special the tongue is. Well, every other limb has to stand the whole time. The, lung is spe- the tongue is special, it gets to lie down. Well, everything else is exposed. We know things that are very dear and precious to us. We hide them away. We put them in our safe deposit box. We keep them close to us. And therefore, while every other limb is exposed, the tongue is hidden behind two walls, between the teeth and the tongue. Not to stop us from talking, but to show us how special our tongue is. How special our tongue is, and therefore, it should motivate us to use our speech for holy things, to use our speech to dive into Hashem, to use our speech to make someone else feel good, to wish somebody a good day, to pay somebody a compliment, to notice something nice about somebody. And that is what it's telling us. Not to say, I'm trying to protect the tongue and it's still talking. But look how special your tongue is. Look how special your Kayach is. Hashem values it so much. And that is how you get someone to behave properly. By looking for the good in the person. And not beating the person down, but by lifting him up. The Hanti Yatolna Rebbe in Yerushalayim. Rav Yitzhak Menachem Weinberg. Today the Tolna Rebbe recently said over a story from his grandfather, the previous Tolna Rebbe. He said his grandfather's foot was infected and it was hurting him terribly. And while he kept on pushing it off, he had no choice. He had to go and have major surgery done on the bottom part of his leg and his foot. And he went into the hospital and he had the surgery done. But then he had to go home for a few weeks to recuperate. On the way home, he told the driver of the car, he says, please stop by the Kaisel. Stop at the Kotel. I want to go and daven to Hashem and thank Hashem that everything went well. He said, you sure? You really need to go home? You have to lie down? He says, please take me there. I'd like to go there. So, of course, they brought him to the Kaisel. He gets out and they support him on either side. And he slowly, slowly makes his way to the wall, to the Kotel. Took him quite a bit to get there, over 15 minutes, even though he was able to, to drive in, but he had to walk the rest of the way. He comes to the Kotel, he davens, he thanks Hashem. He was there just for a few moments because his leg was hurting him. Then he gets up from the chair and they walk him back. And it took another 15 minutes to get back to the, chair, to, to the car. He gets back to the car, they open up the door, the front door, he sits down, and as he's putting his legs in, he sees somebody walk by. Somebody looks familiar. And he looks at him again, he says, Yankel, is that you? And the person looks, and he quickly turns away. You see, this Yankel was somebody who used to be close with the Rebbe. But then, unfortunately, he started off on a different path. Now all these start to dress different. They start to eat differently. They start to talk differently. Unfortunately, he was not a committed Jew anymore. He was not keeping the mitzvahs anymore. And he happened to be by the Kotel also. And he's walking by, and the Rebbe saw him, he goes, Yankel! And before Yankel could walk away, the Rebbe says again, Yankel, Yankel, please come here! So Yankel, all embarrassed, but he couldn't uh, ignore the Rebbe, so he walks over to him, and he says, Yankel, how are you? And of course, Yankel's all embarrassed, the way he looked, and, and he knows his, uh, his recent history. So the Rebbe looks at him and says, Yankel, I want you to know Hashem loves you. So Yankel says, yeah, right. He says, Yankel, I'm telling you Hashem loves you. You're a Jew, and Hashem loves you just because you're a Jew. And Yankel says, yeah, yeah, right. So the Rebbe stood up. And the, the, the driver was getting all nervous. And the Rebbe stood up. He says, Yankel, I'm telling you, if I can go and promise by the Kaisel, by the cult, and say, Hashem loves you, would you believe me? And, and he didn't know what was going on. And also the Rebbe grabbed him by the arm, and he starts to walk to the Kaisel. He's walking to the Kaisel. And as he's walking, the driver's on one side, the other fell on the other side, 
and they're walking, and they get there, and it took a hard time, it was difficult to get there, and he comes there, and he puts his hands on the wall, and he turns to Yankel with great emotion, and he says, Yankel, I want you, I promise you, Hashem loves you just as much as He loves me. I am a child of Hashem, and so are you. No matter what happens, Yankel, Hashem loves you. And with that, Yankel burst out crying. They walk back to the car. As you can imagine, the end of the story, it was not long before Yankel turned his way around. Why did Yankel turn his way around? Why did Yankel come back to the Torah? Because somebody believed in him. Someone saw the good in him. Someone saw the potential in him. And that is what we're learning from this Gemara. That if you want to go and you want to help somebody be better, don't go there by putting the person down. Build the person up. And this way the person will want to come back. Have a good chance. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.